Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Real quick, this is your boy Z from the Off the Glass Podcast. Kind of wanted to issue a quick correction. Um, this is actually episode 47 that I just re- in, uh, recorded. So make sure to subscribe, download. Thanks for the support. Be safe. Peace. That work in the gym, nice bringing that intelligent perspective that takes you above the rim. From the PG, saw the whole court. Now he plays the sideline to observe and report, bringing nothing but fresh interviews while discussing high school, college, and NBA news. So sit back and listen, you will never forget because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. So sit back and listen, you will never forget because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. So sit back and listen, you will never forget because the Off the Glass podcast is coming up next. Welcome to the Off the Glass podcast, bringing a fresh, intelligent, thought-provoking perspective to the game of basketball. This is your host, Z. Thanks for joining me today. On today's show, episode 46, I'm going to recap briefly, not really going to get too much, but like my takeaways from the Christmas Day games and what it means for the rest of the season going forward, because now we're at that point of the season where we can start to kind of lay out some, some trends. We got a nice big sample size. Um, it was really some some good games, especially between Oklahoma City, Houston, uh, Philadelphia, and Boston. Lakers blow out Golden State. We'll get to that in a second. Milwaukee handles New York, which was to be expected, and Utah blows out Portland. So a couple quick takeaways. We had two people, two players go for 40 points. James Harden had 41 for Houston. Kyrie had 40 for Boston. Uh, Giannis finished with 30 in his game and 14. Um, the leading scorer in the Golden State game was actually Iguodala, so that tells the whole story for that. And in the nightcap, Lillard led everybody with 20 points, even though they lost. So a couple of my takeaways. Um, not going to really touch too much on the Milwaukee-New York game. We know New York is, is terrible this year. They're not really meant, uh, looking to do anything. They even came out and released, recently said they don't even think this is their summer coming up as far as free agency. Um, the good thing is for Milwaukee, I just don't think this is a fluke anymore, we could say. They're currently second in the East. They're technically they're a game and a half behind the Raptors, who have kind of struggled as of late. They're 5-5. Five and five. The Raptors are in their last 10. And Milwaukee is actually 7-3. and three. They're 7-1 in the division. Um, they're 9-7 and seven on the road, and they're 14-3 and three overall on the road. And since we're talking about Milwaukee, let me see where they are. Because last time I checked, they were still doing well in overall offense, excuse me, efficiency and um, defense's efficiency. So, yes, I'm looking right now. That's the current overall. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's right in my face. So they're they're right now they're number five in offense and number four in de- defense, and they're playing number six in pace. So they're keeping up their high pace. 
Um, I don't know what Ryan, Ryan Hollins was talking about, talking about he don't think Giannis is an MVP candidate because he doesn't close games for them. He becomes like a pick-and-roll guy. And it's, I don't know what he's watching, but um, that was just such a ridiculous hot take. I don't know what he was talking about. But Giannis is definitely an MVP candidate. Uh, I had Kawhi Leonard, but, you know, I think also who should be mentioned and he currently has them seventh, has been James Harden. The Rockets are currently 7-3 overall, 11-5 at home. They struggle on the road, but they're currently seventh in the playoff uh, race. They're 18-15 now. Um, Harden has been playing unbelievable. But the thing you got to caution if we're just looking at Houston is we know Chris Paul is out. They're actually 2-0 since Chris Paul went down. Uh, we I've talked ad nauseum about the whole uh, Houston Rockets situation over there and how Paul has played played terrible. But currently right now, their defensive rating has improved a little bit as of late. They're not switching as much. They're currently 24th. What's shocking is they have to play a lot slower. They're 28th in pace, but 4th in overall offensive uh, rating. Harden is averaging 32. I mean, he has to play unbelievable for them to even – win some of these games like he had to have a 50 point triple double to beat the lakers he had 40 against okc on christmas day he had 41 the other night um they're really not getting anything i mean capella is back playing a little bit better um i think you could tell he kind of really enjoyed his summer but he's back to 17 points and 12 rebounds eric gordon is back playing well that's really been a shot in the arm for them something they really needed as he's been inserted in the starting lineup since uh, Chris Paul went out. He's averaging 15 points a game right now. And uh, his overall effective shooting percentages went back up. He's back at 46%. He's back shooting over 30% from three, which is something he he has struggled as of late. The, the key pickup for them, they recently just signed Austin Rivers. So that's going to give them some guard depth as they saying the Chris Paul injury isn't serious. But, I mean, man... Has anybody in their career have more strains and pulls? I mean, he didn't pull his hamstring numerous of times. Hamstring, growing. I, I, again, uh, who would have thought, and I asked this on, on Twitter to the Rockets fans, who would have thought that the first year of this deal with Chris Paul, this long-term deal, would have been the worst, de- the worst part of the deal already? I mean, we all kind of figured, and it was a safe assumption that that at least this year would be good and possibly next year, but and then the last two years of the of the uh deal would be the worst parts of the deal. But man, um Houston again, they're just not the same team. So the question is, do they have enough in the tank? Can Harden maintain this? Because he's playing at a level. Yeah, I'm looking at the Chris Paul salary. So 35 million this year, 38 next year, 41 next year, and um Wow. Wow. And 44 as a player option, which at this point, I mean, he's going to pick up. So you're on the hook for over 80 some million dollars just in the last two years alone. I mean, this is wow. But like I said, the point, the question is going to be, can James Hart keep this up? I mean, this is he's has to play at an extraordinary high level for them to even have a shot night to night. And the one thing about the West, one thing we don't know is how all this is going to shake out. I mean, just last week, the Kings were playing well. They're still playing well. I mean, they kind of came back to earth a little bit. They're 5-5. Five and five. But the Grizzlies have fell off a cliff. They're now 10th. 
They're at three and seven in their last ten. The Blazers are six and four. The Clippers are four and six. Um, they've kind of come back to earth. The Lakers are hovering right around five hundred, but you know, in that Golden State game, LeBron goes out with the groin injury. Is year sixteen finally catching up with LeBron? Um, we don't know. Uh, they said his day to day is nothing to be too serious, but he was still going to have a pending MRI. But as somebody like myself, I had a partial tear in my groin. He was work walking kind of how I was when I had that that groin injury. So even if he comes back, he's not going to be 100% the rest of the season. And we know they're going to need him to do some of the heavy lifting. Um, the Thunder are now 5-5, five and five, but they're currently third in the West. You know, big ups to, to, to Denver because I thought with the injuries they suffered with Millsap, Harris, Barton being out, that they were going to kind of come back to earth. But they're still 6-4 and four right now. They're second in the West. They're a game and a half behind Golden State, who... You know, to the to the Golden State fans, you know, I, I kind of jotted some things down. It's been well documented. I don't think Draymond is falling off. I mean, he's too early in his career, but not even making excuses. But one has to question. He had the injuries. I said this early in the preseason. It was going to be something we had to watch. He doesn't look like himself. I'm starting to think his three-point shooting was either admiration or he's definitely hurt because his shots are not even close. And to me, I think he might be injured because – He's not even shooting with confidence. And he said after the Christmas Day game that they were not guarding him. And then there's a good video on YouTube um, over at B-Ball Breakdown. Coach Nick breaks down the game and he kind of saw some trends and some things to kind of watch for going through, going forward with the Warriors. But Draymond was quoted in the postgame saying how he has to play better. He felt like he messed the offense up. He has to be aggressive and put pressure on the defense if they're just not going to guard him. And I agree. You could tell everything outside of they were not concerned about anybody who name wasn't Curry, Durant, or Thompson. The Thompson thing has kind of been up and down all season. To me, I think he's forcing a lot of shots, taking a lot of bad contested tools, and he's kind of putting a lot of pressure on himself. You know, So, again, big picture, not jumping out the window, using perspective, I just think the Warriors, as crazy as it sounds, are bored. It's a long grind. Guys are a year older. Livingston is a year older. Iguodala is a year older. You know, their defense have not has not been sharp. And that's the thing that they kind of hung their hat on that people kind of miss with them is the fact that their defense has really always been either one or two or near the top along with their offense. They're currently, I'm going to look at the stats, because I know they were currently on pace as the second best offense right now um where's the thing do 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 scrolling through yeah you know we gotta look up the stats gotta be accurate yeah like he, they're number one right now in offenses efficiency they're 10th in pace but their defensive rating is 16 um you know they're, they're giving up a lot of different things man it's just not as solid as they've been in the last few years. But the question still remains, can anybody beat them four times in a seven-game series? And it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because I don't know about OKC. You know, we always got the Russell Westbrook factor. And shout-out to Westbrook. He's been playing much more under control this season, playing with much more um, intelligence as far as his decision-making. He's deferred a lot to Paul George. You know, shout-out to Paul George, who's – having an MVP type season. Nobody, I mean, a lot of people have been shouting him out, talking about him as an MVP candidate. 
and rightfully so. He's been playing well. He's currently averaging. I hate when the, the internet does this. Um, give me one second to pull it up. Yeah, he's currently averaging 26 points. Westbrook is right at 20. Uh, Paul George's effective shooting percentage is 53%, so he's shooting well. 45 from the field, almost 40% from three. They're playing great defense. And, I, you know, one thing I, I said in watching them play that if they play great defense like this and and Russell's able to play under control, they're going to be a da- they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs. Adams Adams is playing well. You know, it's been well documented the the pickup that Schroeder had and the impact he's meant to them. Jeremy Grant has played well. Ferguson is giving them great minutes at that uh, Andre Robertson uh, defensive position. He's playing well. Um, not shooting the ball particularly well. Um, well, he's at 31%. That's better than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, Diallo has played well for them, the young rookie. So, you know, the thing for them is going to be uh, Westbrook keeping his head, Paul George keeping the foot on the gas, playing solid. Even Noel. Noel has really given them an anchor at the rim. He's guarded well at the pick and roll. He's really been a shot to turn at the rim. So, OKC, you know, big picture is going to be the Warriors, Nuggets, Thunder, and we got to watch the LeBron health. You know, I don't know if the Spurs, they're currently sitting eighth. You know, they're eight and two in their last 10. The schedule's kind of softened up. And to be honest with you, with all these Western Conference teams, you know, the good thing is a lot of them kind of, they've been winning the games they should win. They've been defeating the opponents that they should beat. Um, the East, not a lot to really talk about as far as once you get past the Raptors, Bucks. Uh, 76ers and Celtics. I mean, the Pacers are currently third right now. They're 8-2 in their last 10. A lot of that has been that Oladipo's back. He's playing well. He's healthy. Turner has played well for them in recent games. But to me, you know, the poll I put on Twitter, and thanks for those who participated in the poll, uh, real quick on a silly note, uh, I put up who had the worst the worst uh, hair in the league in the MVP, you know, voting for that. And between LeBron James and Kevin Durant and over 600 people participated in the poll. So, shouts out to that. Uh, KD won in a landslide. And, you know, I might have to send KD this package, man. Me and my wife had these hair products. And I know he can afford it. That's really good for the hair. You know, really rejuvenates the hair. Probably got to send that to him in a package with some pink pink oil, you know, some Jamba, some Jamba grease and a do-rag. Because the back of his head looks crazy. Looks super crazy. So, um, you know, uh, shouts out to that. KD won 70% of the vote. But um, I had posed a question, too, in a vote on, you know, who do we like coming out the the East? And everybody picked the Raptors 75% over the Celtics, 25%. Nobody picked the Bucks. And I think the Bucks are legit. But like I said, we got to see it in the playoffs. I don't know if the Bucks, because the way the Celtics play defense you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see because they're going to take away Giannis's drive. I mean, that's what they do in the playoffs. You know, you make adjustments, and then it's going to rely on do they have enough shooting from Middleton, even Lopez shooting the ball well this year. Is that for real in the playoffs? You know, you always got to factor in the, the Bledsoe wild card because, yeah, right now the Celtics are 13th in defense defensive rating. They're I'm sorry, three in defensive rating and 13th in offensive rating. And it's like they're going to be able 
to lock them down. You know, the Celtics have recently taken Brown out of the starting lineup, kind of scaled his minutes back because he's been terrible this season, hasn't played well at all, and they've been getting more minutes for uh, Daniel Tice, who's been playing well for them off the bench. Morris is playing well. Um, We've seen a little bit more of Tatum kind of playing under control, but it's going to all start and end with Kyrie, who was sensational on Christmas Day, 40 points, 14 rebounds, was really aggressive on defense, really took that game over down the stretch. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't put Philly into that into that poll because I just don't think Philly has enough offense, as crazy as it sounds. And B needs to get in better shape. I don't know if that's going to happen this season, but if you watch that game against Boston, he was completely gassed in the fourth quarter, barely can get up and down the court. He, the stats are going to look good, but they're going to need him to be able to finish games. To me, what does it matter that he's getting great stats if he doesn't have the stamina to finish games? Um, Simmons, I'm sorry. I don't. This is not a hot take. I'm not high on Simmons like that. When you watch him play, if he wasn't 6'8", would Simmons even be in the league? And I'm serious. This is not even a hot take. Like, I'm just really luck watching him play. He struggles offensively. I mean, when he gets the ball in transition, he looks sensational. He's bringing the ball down. He can pass it. He can finish. Um, he's going through people and finishing through contact. But, again, if we're looking long-term and then we're prog- prognosticating to the playoffs and the game slows down in the playoffs, he struggles in the half court. He doesn't shoot. I mean, he finally took a jump shot outside of 22 feet when he hit that shot uh, at the end of the shot clock down the stretch of that game. And that was the longest shot of his career. He doesn't shoot threes. He doesn't shoot in the mid-range. If he's not, he posts up. But sometimes when he's playing against better defenders, he struggles on the block. I'm sorry. I'm just not high on Simmons. I don't see it like that. Not when it really matters. And then Butler's a great player, but he's streaky. And again, we have to start to look at, is this Brett Brown? And, you know, salute to him for getting them through the process, for being upbeat. But sometimes you need a coach to kind of take you to the next level. A great example of that was Mark Jackson in Golden State. You know, Mark Jackson does not get enough credit. He got them to buy in and play defense. He believed in Steph Curry when he was coming off the ankle injuries before he became Steph Curry. He kind of turned him loose on the league. He really got them to to that next step. And then Steve Kerr came in and took him to another level to win a championship. And um, I don't think Mark Jackson gets enough credit. But to my point, sometimes a coach can only take you so far. And I think Brett Brown might be that coach because offensively down the stretch, and it could have been the way Boston was defending them because they were like, we're going to make Chandler have to make some plays. You know, Reddick didn't shoot the ball well. He missed a lot of shots that he normally makes. But again, that puts a lot of pressure on Reddick as their really true shooter. They really miss Illasova. They really miss Bellinelli because they were allowed to space the floor. And again, I always argue, how great are some of these players we like to say are great? If all the situations have to be perfect, like if we're saying for Simmons, if he's supposed to be a next level, next generation type talent, then to me, it shouldn't have to be perfect situations. He shouldn't have to be aligned with, well, he has to have all this shooting to be great. To me, great players are great regardless of their situation. Now, of course, using perspective, 
certain situations or if you know put them in perfect situations, it's going to elevate them to the next level. But I will argue Tim Duncan was going to be Tim Duncan. Shaq was going to be Shaq. Kobe was going to be Kobe. Magic was going to be Magic. LeBron, Jordan, Burr, Isaiah Thomas, et cetera, et cetera, because they were that level of player. And I posed this question and one of you know the guy I had, Quentin, that uh, on one of the episodes, make sure again, head over to the to the website, Spreaker.com. You know, make sure to be a subscriber. We're on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, AHA Radio, all that. You know, I had to get a quick plug, but he said he thinks he'll be Rondo. But to record, uh, quote a gentleman by the name of Rashad Phillips, follow him. He, you know, pegs himself as Yoda. He was a really good player at Detroit Mercy's, their all-time leading scorer. I think he color commentates post-game for the Orlando Magic now, but he had Chris Broussard and him were doing a um, something from the draft. I want to say it was... Last June, he doesn't think he's a point guard. Now, I agree. And what I was going to say is, like, they brought up Rondo. Rondo can't shoot, but Rondo has point guard instincts. This is what uh, Phillips was saying. And I agree with him wholeheartedly. Rondo makes plays and decisions like a point guard. And over the years, Rondo will shoot the three. Rondo has shot the three much better in recent years. Simmons doesn't want to shoot at all. He's not a threat. So, again, long term with Philly, as talented as those guys are, even with, with Butler, when they're not rolling well, they struggle on the offensive end, and to me, that's why I don't think they're at the next level of a Toronto or Boston or even a Bucks. Um, with the Lakers, going to have to see with this LeBron thing. You were excited, the Lakers. Uh, McGee has been out with pneumonia. Tyson Chandler's kind of been in and out. He's been suffering back spasms, but you got good minutes from Zubac. Uh, Hard has played well. You know, Lonzo Ball, man, really has come into his own this year. Incredible defender. I was watching him on defense. He's starting to shoot the three a little bit better. He's knocking down his shots. Um, I kind of want to pull up his stats, see where he is right now. You know, it's been a a lot made about Luke Walton, but he got to give him credit, man. He has them playing well. Currently, they're they're solid. Tenth in defense, seventeenth in offensive efficiency. Uh, their strength of schedule right now is do 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 do. 15th, so kind of right in the middle. Um, Kuzma has played well. He's at 18 a game. Yeah, ball is coming up. He's 8.9 points per game. He's shooting a three a little bit better. Uh, the field goal percentage has to come up. But his he does a lot of things that don't appear in the box score. Just a really a lot of smart plays. He really plays well LeBron. Rondo has been well as he comes back um, from the injury that he had. He suffered the broken hand. So um, the Lakers going to be right there. Again, this is not their year. They're a year away. Um, I want to make sure I'm not forgetting anything real quick. Got to go to my notes. You know, you got to have notes. No, I'm not forgetting anything with the Lakers. So, you know, looking at the standings, you know, one more team I want to give some love to. The Brooklyn Nets have really played well. They're half a game out of the AFC. You know, the, the bottom of the East is a dumpster fire, super terrible. But they're 9-1 in their last 10. And who would have thought that after Karis LeVert went down that they'd have been playing well, but they've been closing games much better. Um, shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm going to reach out to him, man. I want to have him on the podcast, man. He's doing a lot of great things. got his own shoe. I want to know the story behind that. You know, he's had specialty shoes with different... Uh, revolutionaries, positive people on there. Yeah, they're currently 
10th in offensive rating. Defense kind of at the bottom, 21. But like I said, they're 7 and 9 and 1 in their last 10. Yeah, Dan Willie is actually. Well, Levert, but he's right there at 18 points a game. D'Angelo Russell has played well. Jared Allen has played well for them. Even Jared Dudley. Shout out to Derek, Jared Dudley. He's played well. Um, Joe Harris has played well for them. So I uh, wanted to give Brooklyn some love, man. They might sneak into the playoffs, which might be good for them going long term as they're kind of like a sneaky, silent kind of going to be a player in the free agent market this this, this coming summer. Um the Warriors, again, like I said, talked about them. Oh, this is what I wanted to mention, too. I was talking about Houston and James Harden, who we all know can be kind of annoyed, knowing watching him play because the way he draws fouls. But he's found a loophole. Somebody had posted this. Shout out to Nylon uh, Calculus on Twitter. Make sure to go over and follow them. But he actually leads the league in drawing three-point shooting fouls. It's not even close. Like, the second player close to him is Damian Lillard with 81. James Harden has 225 of those. So, I mean, he's definitely one of the top five offensive players the league has ever seen. I know some people are going to debate his step-back move was a travel night, and they finally got him for one. He did travel on that one. But by and large, he doesn't travel when he does the other step-back. So, but just kind of want to hit on a few topics right now. Uh, Drop by, give a quick podcast. We're going to pause and take a quick break. And on the other side of the break, we got the latest edition on Speak On It. So more to come from the Off The Glass podcast. Welcome back to the show. As I stated on the other side, we now got our new segment again. We're going to do our latest installment of Speak On It. And this has really been a controversy, a controversial topic. And most recently, uh, LeBron James uh, was in the headlines about something he tweeted. He tweeted out some rap lyrics from an artist by the name of 21 Savage. Know the name. Not familiar with his music. It's not my generation, not my era. Um, but it was something to the effect that LeBron had tweeted that 21 Savage had uh, said in the lyrics, and he's actually came out and apologized for the lyrics himself. But it says, we're getting Jewish money and everything's kosher. Now, I'm not trying to tell people how to be offended. If something offends you, you know, people can apologize and move on. But this situation, I was very disappointed in LeBron James. And I'm going to tell you why. LeBron James has been a symbol of power that you really don't see from black men, especially black athletes in this day and age, where a lot of guys are too scared to really speak up on social issues because they're concerned about their brand and making money. And that's their own prerogative, you know. Not trying to tell another man how to conduct a business, but LeBron has been one of those guys, you know, when the one reporter told him to shut up and dribble, he spoke out on that. I mean, he has a whole series on ESPN right now talking about the role of the athlete in social activism called Shut Up and Dribble. I've, I've wrote several blogs over on my website, www.theofftheglasspodcast.com, about him empowering his friends. 
you know, his moves in the business world, his investments, headlining his name on a school, you know, um, the different things, putting the hoodies on to symbolize Trayvon, Trayvon Martin, speaking about police brutality with Eric Garner, you know, I can't breathe shirts and just doing all these different type of things. Even recently, the same day as he he uh, issued the apology, um, he was coming out speaking about how the NFL owners are these old white men who have this kind of slave mentality. So he takes this position of empowerment and power. And then for him to come out and apologize for something like that, I just felt like he looked really weak. And I didn't understand why he was apologizing. Again, let's just be honest, people. I don't think that's derogatory. This is a capitalistic society. A lot of times you're judged based on what you do economically in this society. Those who have money are able to do things for their community and be successful. It's been well documented that Jewish people do well in business. I don't think that's a stereotype. If anything, that's something to be proud for, proudful of. That's success. Because they're able to do well in their community, which means they're able to sponsor things within their community, whether it's schools, uh, whether it's uh, health care, hospitalization, food, all these kind of things that you don't necessarily see in the black community. You know, I live in a community right now where we live in a food desert. There's no grocery stores right here in my community. I have to drive to another community to be able to go grocery shopping. So for them, for him to say that, I don't see how that's a slight. And then let's just be honest, in the lexicon of culture and language, kosher means good. So if you're saying everything is kosher, that means everything is all good. It was positive. Again, for LeBron James to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars, to take the stance that he has of empowerment and empowering the business world, I mean, I thought it was really weak and really lame of him to come out and apologize for something that he doesn't need to apologize for. And again, if this is supposed to be a post-racial America uh, in the age after we just had a black man as president and Barack Obama, I don't know what you're apologizing for. It's showing again that in a lot of ways, certain uh, people still view black people and black men. They don't view them as men. They view them as boys. And for him to be as powerful as he is and make the moves that he's made to empower his friends, great family man, great husband, never heard anything of him in the news, three beautiful kids, two sons. I just thought it came off very weak, LeBron. And if you're going to be a guy who's going to take the stance and some of the things that you take the stance in, stand up and continue to do that. Let's not start going backwards and apologizing for things that don't need an apology. And again, if he did say something that was offensive, then by all means, apologize. Because sometimes people do offend people. But in this situation, I don't see what's offensive. I don't see in this situation, I'm not Jewish, how you can even be offended by that. He said, we're getting Jewish money and everything is kosher. Really? We're offended by that? This the game we're going to play? Really? So, again, I know this is a basketball podcast, but I told you my additional speak on it sometimes going to be on social issues. This one happened to be a social issue uh, interwoven with the game of basketball. And again, LeBron, very disappointed in your stance on that, bro. I support you and rock with you. I really do. But let's not do that, man. Let's continue to to, uh, move forward. Let's continue to empower each other. Let's continue to empower uh, black men, you mean a lot to to the community. You mean a lot to the culture. Let's continue to do that. Let's not go backwards. So 
Just wanted to come in, speak on a few things during with the NBA season. Um, we're going to come back next week, uh, see what some of the storylines are, and, and drop another podcast. Thanks for the support. Again, make sure to go over and follow me on Instagram at Zach the Off the Glass Podcast. I'm over at Twitter at Zach Off the Glass as well. Just type that in. Follow me on Twitter. That's why I spend most of my time. I really don't rock with Facebook too much. Too much data breaches and stuff going on. I do upload my content over there, but I'm really not on Facebook anymore. I mainly can be found on Twitter. So let's follow me on Twitter. I interact with a lot of people on Twitter. Again, the host site for the podcast is Spreaker.com. If you're interested in any of the blogs that I wrote, head over to www theoffthegladspodcast.com you can actually click the link on that site and it'll take you to the podcast link we still have some t-shirts over there so make sure to go there and support the podcast trying to think if there's anything else um, want to mention real quick Uh, we're getting ready to go into the new year Uh, it's been a great year this year I want to say thanks to everybody who uh, supported the podcast this is probably going to be the last podcast before the new year I don't think I'm going to record another one so i just want to say thanks for all the support man let's continue to grow this thing let's continue to build um i love i love where we're headed right now i love what we're doing so continue to rock with your boy again speaking of business if you want to support the podcast my cash app is zramy33 my cash app is zramy33 so go ahead if you want to leave a donation uh, that's much appreciated. I'm going to get the Patreon account up and rolling in the new year. So we got a lot of exciting things to come this coming new year. We're going to do more videos and things of that nature. So everybody enjoy the, the Thursday. I'm probably going to release this on Friday, but I might release it today. We'll see. Got a lot of daddy duty things to do. But this is your boy Z. Thanks for rocking with your boy. Everybody stay safe out there. Peace. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one one-and-a-half cubic foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one one-and-a-half cubic foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii.